Spirit Talkers is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is located in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 1306 East 11th Street. Southwest Trading Company is an indigenous-owned business. They have a lot of items like jewelry, blankets, clothing, art, home decor, collectibles, and so much more. Go follow and like their Facebook page to keep up with all events at the store and where they may be setting up. And once again, that is Southwest Trading Company, located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1306 East 11th Street. Let them know Spirit Talkers sent you. This podcast is brought to you by Native Co. Bead and Supply, a native-owned and operated craft supply store founded to give Native artists a way to craft and sustain their creative minds and helping everyone create indigenously. You can shop online at nativecobeadsupply.com or in-store at 520 West 12th Street, Ada, Oklahoma, and let them know Spirit Talkers sent you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spirit Talkers. It's Jay. We are back after a fun-filled weekend last weekend. Yup. At the uh, Native American Christmas Market. Mm-hmm. We were live, so if yep. you missed us, that's on you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We sent that out there. We said, come see us. Come tell us your stories. We had one person tell us a story. But we did see Indian Santa. I'll say that. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was awesome. Indian Santa was cool. He came on. We uh he came on the live too. Mm-hmm. Yep. He smelled like fried bologna too. Mm-hmm. Yep. The real Santa scent. Mm-hmm. Yep. He told everyone to be good and he's gonna be by. So you better leave out some Pepsi and uh bologna. <laughs> <laughs> that commodity cheese on it too. Ooh, uh, there we go. And that he, egg. He he said don't be cheap either. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that was cool. No, it was it was a good uh it was a good event or market, I mean. So shout out to Trisha Fields for uh hosting the market, the twelfth annual Native Native American Christmas market twenty twenty three. And for letting us go live for a little bit, it was fun. She had some good uh, arts and crafts vendors, some artists there. Man, I tell you what, anything you wanted to get, they had, basically. Yeah, yeah. There was like over 50 vendors, maybe 60. But there was a lot to look for, a lot lot to see. And it was a two-day event. It was Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was Saturday and Sunday. 
They had that one yeah. vendor had that uh, fix a flat and jumper cables and you name it, boy. I tell you what, that was that was super Indian right there, boy. <laughs> fix a flat. <laughs> had the ooze. Ah, had that cheap fix a flat too. Didn't even have no name. <laughs> Just had that picture. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good event. It was a good turnout. A lot of people there. A lot of shoppers got their shopping on. And shout out to Eli McConnell from Pinky's Woodshop. Mm. If you look, look right there. I don't know if I'm in the way or not. That's why I moved. But if you look over there, that's a uh, piece he did out of wood. He works with a lot of wood. He cuts it up and he makes art. And so it's a beautiful piece. He gifted it to the spirit talkers and we want to always just kind of put it there so it can get some shine from our viewers. And if you have anything you want commissioned, uh, made, worked on, whatever. Is it it like a website and stuff? But it's Pinky's Woodshop, P-I-N-K-E-Y-S Woodshop. Uh, He doesn't have a website. Uh, but he is on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Eli McConnell is his name. So hit him up. Hit him up. And uh, like Chris said, get you that cedar box. Or what else did you say? You said a bunch of stuff. I don't know, but that wood carving <laughs> right there is pretty cool. Yep. Any any kind of art piece you would want out of like wood carvings, hit him up, man. He, uh, he it's, it's in person. It's He showed me a, a picture of it on or messenger and when he actually when i saw in person i mean it's it's got some it's got some weight to it mm-hmm. and it's uh it's fixed up pretty nice i don't know the proper terms of art maybe a gloss or stain is on that mm. but there's a face coming out of that middle part but yeah hit up pinky's wood shop and let them know we sent you over there yep and there's something else I wanted to. Somebody else I wanted to thank. Who? I can't remember who it is. Well, let's thank everybody. Yeah, let's thank all the listeners. All the listeners out there, all the people that send in stories, people that promise stories but never made, made stories. We want to thank y'all too for that. That's good. And you know, uh, all the ones that came and brought us something to eat. You know, especially at that event. You know, something to eat and. Something to drink and, you know, all the ones that's invited us out throughout the year. We definitely want to invite those guys, you know, want to thank them, too. You know, we, we've we got to go a lot of cool places this year and do a lot of amazing stuff. And we got to do different shows with other people and we've gotten to be around. So, you know, if if we didn't come to your reservation this year, there's always next year. You guys can invite us out, feed us, we'll come and tell stories and uh, or whatever you'd like. I know uh, Russell does all kinds of stuff, so. Chris will lift. He will. God. <laughs> I don't know about that, God, but. We're coming to 2024 strong. Yep. And Chris is going to be able to lift a tire. Yeah, you don't want me to break out these guns, boy. These, they call them cannons, like that way, boy. God, they be drooping like that, boy. 
What was your favorite spot this year? Dang, I I, I enjoyed myself everywhere. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, I don't know, you know, all the places we've gone, we've got to see, you know, some magnificent things, some spooky stuff, all the stories, you know. Um, I tell you what, I just been truly been blessed throughout this this year, and I just can't. I mean, they're all phenomenal, you know. Uh, every one of them we went to, we've done, you know, we've got to see some pretty cool things, hear some awesome stories, meet some cool people, uh, fans out there, you know, that came out and showed their support, you know, their love, you know, for us. You know, that was just amazing. I, I really enjoyed, you know, visiting with each and every one of you guys listening to your stories, getting to know you as a, as a person, you know, and, and, you know, it meant a lot to me, you know, to, to come to your, to your area and to be welcomed so much. Mudo. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Thank you. And shout out to Magnez podcast. Oh yeah. He was pretty cool too. <clears throat> yeah. He had you on. Um, when did you, when did you guys do that? Like when was the proper time you guys had that podcast i don't know it was real quick he he messaged uh one day and then he called and then it was done i mean it was i i know it was like right right before thanksgiving though because yeah. I, I, I was i think i was out or off work uh and it all happened in one day you know it was pretty cool and he was telling me about his foot you know how he hurt his leg and you know stuff like that and so you know i thought that was pretty cool um he did uh he he brought some pretty spooky stories to that to that uh, episode too and i thought that was pretty cool yeah <clears throat> i listened to it yesterday on my way to oilton and a lot of a lot of, a lot of stuff chris held held out on telling me <laughs> <laughs> Especially about the movie Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, he 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 talked about that too, and you know, uh, I don't know, I, I I just never really mentioned it, or you know, because I don't know, I I don't think anybody'd ever see me in there, you know, because everything's so fast. But you know, it seems like wherever I go, or I, I get a lot of messages too that they everybody's seen me in the scenes and stuff like that. And so again, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for for uh, finding me in that movie. I thought that was pretty cool. But oh, yeah, I got some messages too uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and they were just like, "Is that Chris in Killers of the Flower Moon?" <laughs> And I just say, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, I say, I say, yeah, it is actually, yeah. And then they're like, I thought it was. I thought that was Chris. Oh, Honka. Yeah, Honka Hill was even in Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> but, yeah, and then somebody on Instagram said the same thing. And they just said, like, yeah, I thought that was Chris. I'm going to have to watch it again because uh, I wasn't too sure if that was him or not. Yeah. And I said, better just go to YouTube. We're on there. Yeah, yeah. If you have questions, uh, what they call that at the end of the movie, the credits. Oh, yeah. My name's yeah. right there. They pause it right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No, but, yeah, my my name's actually on there. I thought that was pretty cool. And 
I, I had a good time and you know, it was uh definitely an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Chris for being in the movie and go watch it if you haven't yet. If you haven't had the chance, it might be on Apple what's it called? Apple the app, Apple app on your T V or your phone. I think right now it's on uh, Amazon and Hulu, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I know it's on Amazon. So if you guys get a chance, uh, go watch it. Yeah, there's a lot of Osages and Cherokees and Creeks that are in that movie, you know, that you'll get to see. And uh, it's pretty good. You know, like I said, uh, it was an awesome experience to work with those phenomenal actors and actresses that you will see in that movie. And uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So you heard it here. Everybody can hear it here and let and uh, know that Chris was in the movie. Yep. Y'all shout out Honka Hill when y'all see me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I also want to, you know, uh, 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 commend, you know, Russell. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of things he's done throughout the year, you know, that I think, you know, um, for a young native um guy you know to accomplish you know he's done a lot this throughout this year you know and again i'm very impressed you know very proud of him all the things that he's accomplished all the things that he's done you know because he's put a big major mark on indian country for all of us not just me not just you but everybody out there that's doing things he's He's had a lot of people on his Oki podcast. You know, he's interviewed several people, you know, and he's gotten to do some great shows throughout the year. You know, I, I'm, I'm always impressed to seeing what he's got coming up next. You know, I, I knew he was in Oklahoma City. You know, he did a few things down that way. And, you know, just very impressed of all the things that he's done, you know. But I will say probably the most impressive thing that that I can say about him, you know, is his kind heart. And, you know, I, I know now, you know, he's exercising, working out, you know, trying to do, do good things for himself, you know. And we all should strive for that, you know, strive to, you know, uh, exercise our mind, body, and spirit, you know. And, and uh, nephew over here is really doing that, you know. He's... Uh, Becoming a real good role model amongst our native tribes. Mado for that. Thank you, unks. And don't mind this. No. No, I'm I'm cutting down on the soda. I mean, I told, uh, I was telling Jason Sunday back in April, May, when I told you I was like 390, I was drinking like three liters a day of soda. And it was so crazy, like how addicted you can get to it mm-hmm. and so i mean like now like i'm really like trying to just i don't think i could do cold turkey no more because i'm a lot older now and so just take things slow and the whole working out thing i mean that's like i've been wanting to do that for a while but i like now i like to be held accountable so like posting my clips of me working out and stuff it's more of like people seeing it and being like hey did you not work out today or something you know just to keep going and then like it's cool to hear people because when i went to that snotty nose res concert um i met some people that listened to spirit talkers and then they'd be like where's chris at 
and then that's when you had your event too and i said oh man i was like we came here for um an invite and stuff and and then it was crazy because they were like we've seen your workout videos Mm. and it's like motivating to get me to start working out and i was like do it i was like just start i was like because there's no perfect time to start because i wanted to start when i was at least maybe under 300 but i got to 330 and i was just like why wait like just just start doing it now and then just see what happens and then so i'll I'll be honest you know (laughs) i seen you get out there and you was flipping that um big old tire i -hmm. thought dang that's pretty cool it's like it's like Rocky type workout. I thought, dang, I better go out there and try it. And then I went out and I found one of them. I looked at it and I kind of uh, weighed it. And I thought, dang, boy, if I try to pick that up, you'd be hearing my back go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm real impressed that, you know, you're able to take that thing and flip it around. I said, man, that guy's got to be strong to be able to do all that. And then I seen you pick that, what is that, that look like big old hammer. Oh, that sledgehammer. And do yeah. that, and I thought, man, that's that's hardcore right there, boy. I was inspired, but then I had to come <laughs> back to reality. Say, man, I can't do that, boy. I'll be laid up in the hospital, emergency room, back, <laughs> just be broke. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, the main, I guess, goal, I guess. I hate using the word goals because sometimes it just kind of pinpoints your mindset. But I guess, like, the main goal is, like, strongman type of movements now like Mm. at least like moving in general like trying to i've done all the like three sets of 10 and all that and crossfit and jujitsu and everything and i've done all that and and i've always wanted to try like strongman type of movements and workouts and and uh bought that tire of the summer and it's been sitting back there for months (laughs) months <laughs> i've just been afraid to use it like intimidated but i mean it's just like just do it just you just have to start and see what happens and so but that tire and what intimidated intimidated me more was uh i wait i didn't weigh it but i looked up the weight of it and just without the uh the rim it's like 250 pounds Dang. and because i looked up the tire and i said how much is this weigh on google and said like 250 to like 260 possibly and i was like man i don't know if i could do that <laughs> so, so when you do that are you using just your arms or what are you using i'm squatting so i get down low as i can and i just kind of push up and i'm using my legs not my back or anything mm. but yeah i guess some arms too because like i have to grip it and bring it up but but the hardest thing I would say so far I worked with the kettlebell and I did lunges and lunges are my kryptonite. Like Mm. lunges will work my entire legs, my thighs. And that next day I was dead. My legs are dead and, and I could like barely walk. And I even do like a cold plunge. Like I sit in 30 degree water for like seven minutes dang yeah and so that's but that's helped me with recovery and soreness and just because it really does help like i think if i didn't do that i would just be i I probably would have stopped but it helps with like recovery and everything and i have like a personal sauna that i bought off amazon so i sit in that sometimes too and it's like 60 bucks 
I'm not rich, everybody, but <laughs> every, when people hear sauna, they go, dang, you got a sauna? But it's like a little zip-up thing, and it pumps in, like, steam from this, like, it looks like a pressure cooker, but it's not. But it pumps in that steam in there, and it's just like a little steam room. So it's like 60 bucks on Amazon. You can go get it, too. But, yeah, I do that and all that stuff. Like, I'm trying to be smarter a lot smarter with what I do and how do I, how I recover and like what I'm trying to put in my body and stuff. Cause I mean, getting older is crazy. Mm. I was telling somebody, I said, I can't do like I used to when I was like 16, mm. even like 23, 24, like I could just go hard, but I, I can't, I just can't no more. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I mean, and I always say don't start. Don't, don't wait. Start now. I mean, because if you wait, people like to do, I'm going to wait till the new year. But it's like, why? Like, just mm. start. Just go ahead and start now. Like, and look at yourself when the new year comes. Mm. Right? Like, I don't know. But go work out, everybody. Even if it's just a little walk around your neighborhood, you don't have to do what I do. Just get that get that sun on you. You know, Mother Earth, get mm. get these nutrients in you, and and just just move, just move around, just move. I mean, that's all it is. <laughs> well, that, good job on that. You know, I encourage you to keep doing that. I mean, that that was very impressive. I was I was pretty impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And then me and Chris <laughs> were talking earlier, and we we're talking about Porham, Oklahoma, because <laughs> like I lost a lot of weight over the summer, but that was because I was just moving around filming stuff and we had some shows and i had other shows and porn we went to porn oklahoma and it was hot super hot it was so hot when was that like end of july something like that <laughs> it was so hot it melted some of our equipment that's how hot it was because i got there around four and that sun was just beaming <laughs> beaming on me and chris got there and i was telling him man i was like i don't know if i could do this <laughs> that, that was pretty tough i have to i have to say that man that was crazy though. <laughs> but next year we'll be ready yep. have that astronaut suit ready boy. <laughs> oh but yeah i mean and i guess we'll well, I was want to try something a little different. I'll, I was I've been wanting to do this with Chris. So, if you have any like, if you if you see any spooky videos or if you maybe have one, I mean, send it to us and we'd like to watch it and maybe react to it. Or I don't I don't want to say review it. That kind of just sounds like something you do with the movies but they ain't just say it's fake no just kidding yeah. <laughs> no but but i mean uh i don't know just just something to like just something to talk about and then we'll do like uh because i have this like whole the new year's gonna start and i just kind of wanted to see feel out how this would go but start doing like other like building more within spirit talkers 
because a lot has changed and i don't know i just want to make it fun for everybody too so i mean like if you see any stories or not stories but videos on tiktok or reels on facebook or instagram send them to me or chris and we could watch them during the show and then i'll post the video within the show so y'all can see what we're looking at and and i thought this one i thought this one was interesting and i wanted to show chris this one Okay. Come moving there. No, there's a motorcycle. Okay. I don't see nothing down there. Can't be the motorcycles, honey. There's another oh. sparkle. You see what I'm What's saying? What's that? What is that? A tree. No. You moved it. It's right. Right there. See? Uh-huh. Look. There's nobody there. Where? I can't see. Look. Hmm. Isn't it those people? Can't be. There's nobody Not up there. in the trees. There's nobody down there no more. See? Yeah, it looks no. like they're marching. Yeah, it looks like they're they're moving through that field. You know, <clears throat> I was telling uh, Russell this I've been to Gettysburg, and uh, I've been, you know, uh, there uh, in, in that area, um, and I've got to visit that place. And I will definitely say, you know, if you ever get a chance to go visit that place, I would I would really recommend that. You know, they got a lot of cool places to stay in town. And a lot of that, you know, again, it's got a lot of history, you know, and, and even that battlefield that's right out, you know, the, that's where they're filming this at. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> even during the daytime, you'll hear and see things. And so to me, that's a pretty active place, that Gettysburg. So if you guys are out there and in, in that Pennsylvania area, I would definitely go check it out. They have a place not too far from that there called hershey pennsylvania it's where that chocolate factory's at mm -hmm. but they also have a huge powwow i don't know if they still got it but you know way back then they used to every year have an annual powwow over there and uh that's what brought me down there and you know as soon as i got a chance i ran over to gettysburg to check it out you know uh and again you know if you're into the paranormal, that's a place where you can get some stuff. I mean, that's just like this video right here. You'll catch stuff like that, you know. And when I went there, you know, it was, I don't know, early 1990s, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't. I had old, old school, uh, what do they call them, like camcorder. Camcorder. <laughs> that great big one, you know, that big one looked like tv station thing and, <laughs> and uh anyway had a uh what they call it a vhs mm. videotape that you put in there and uh quality was real poor but i mean still yet i was able to catch a few things oh did it. you so uh, unfortunately i don't know whatever happened to that video but this is this this right here is good enough right now mm -hmm. yeah there's a story on facebook there's a couple pages i follow and people post stories on there uh i forgot the name of it but <clears throat> I was, i've been wanting to show chris this video for a while now 
but I remember reading that story and some guy was in at this place and it was daytime and all of a sudden he was with his wife, I believe, and he heard this like man yelling like, ah, and it was far away and it just kept getting closer and closer and all of a sudden he felt something like hit him mm. and in the story he was saying, I don't know what that was, he's like, but it, from what I feel like it might have been was a man yelling in war charging you know with their Mm. gun and running into me like he was stabbing me he's like but i just felt like something pushed me and it didn't hurt he just said i felt like this power or something just trying to knock me over or something and and uh he just said like and after that it was the yelling stopped and then we just kind of went on our day yeah. And so it was like he mentioned that about Gettysburg, and I said, "Yeah." I thought to myself, "Like, yeah, it probably was like a an old uh, person in war, you know, like because yeah, they would do that. They would charge, you know, mm-hmm. and they would all go collide with each other." I know, uh, you know, there's. I think there's several reasons why that place is so active. One, you know, they had major battles there. That's probably the main reason, but. You know, even back in the early 1990s, you know, when I went, you know, they still had reenactments mm-hmm. and they were pretty accurate. You mm-hmm. know, in those reenactments, you had, you know, both sides and they'd get out there and they would play around like they were battling it out, you know. And so, you know, with them doing stuff like that, you're going to get activity, you know, these spirits, you know, kind of see something similar or people dress like them, you know, they're going to try to interact you know, I remember asking, you know, a lot of those story store owners there, you know, have they had experience and, you know, and a lot of them, they would talk about you would hear, you know, shuffling the feet, you hear, you know, guns going off. Mm-hmm. But the craziest thing I thought I heard was, you know, several stories about them hearing about those drums. Oh, yeah. You know, those uh, military drums mm-hmm. and even sometimes those bugles. You know, when they would, uh, we call it attack or retreat, mm-hmm. they'd have certain sounds. Anyway, uh, I remember staying in a hotel there, and this was late at night, and I heard those drums and I heard those horns. Whoa. But, you know, again, you know, whether that was my imagination or, or whether that really took place, I had to really stop and think, you know. Did that really happen? You know, uh, because again, you know, I knew the history. I, I would listen to all the stories. And I had interaction during the daytime. So to me, it only made sense that, you know, even at nighttime, you would hear things like that. And, uh, but, you know, again, you know, if, if you don't believe, I just say go there and get your own experience. You know, you may experience something, you may not. I don't know. But I can say, as far as I go, when I was there, that was a pretty active place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to go back. So if anybody wants to send me, I'll be willing to go. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> Before we watch the next one, how did, when you were there that first time, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like there was everything around you or? Well, to be honest, you know, different areas of that town had different feelings to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes. Um, you would get what they would call those paranormal scents, 
you know, like smoke and gunpowder. Even uh, you would uh, smell sickness. And what I mean by that is, you know, I know like some of those buildings were used as places where they used to amputate people's, you know, uh, legs or arms or wherever they got hit that they couldn't fix. And so sometimes you would smell that. I don't know what you would call that, that sick, sick smell, you know, and it, it, well, if you've ever experienced that and smelt that, that's a, something you'll never forget, mm-hmm. you know, and so anyway, make a long story short, you know, all through that town, especially the library there had, you know, several of those kind of imprints on it and you know, some of the hotels and, uh, they didn't call them hotels. They they called them, it wasn't bed and breakfast, but it was something, you know, like a house mm-hmm. back then. I'm sure they're B and B's now, but back then they called them something di- different. I think boarding house or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but yeah. anyway, they would rent these houses out and you could stay there and they would give you the history of the house, who had it, who owned it what it was used for during, you know, wartime and and things like that. So you got a lot of history when you were there. Of course, you had to pay, you know, but I'm sure it's a lot more expensive than when I was there. But, you know, again, I just recommend, you know, if you're into paranormal or you want to study, you know, some of these, uh, how you say, uh, military battles, that's that's a place to go. Man. Yeah. Anybody want to send us over there? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and send us. Yep. Yep. We will we will check it out. That's right. Yeah, this is an amazing video. person filming is claiming it's a bigfoot and yeah i want to show chris that one too because i want i watched this one a while back and and i just haven't had a chance to show chris it kind of looks like a, a monkey hanging on a tree but you know again you really can't make it out or i can't make it out mm-hmm. too well but you do see a figure on the side of the tree that's pretty prominent and then it just disappears. You know, uh, I don't know. I know they got a lot of technology out there, but I don't know. I'd like to believe that that's real because, again, I know those Bigfoot entities, they can do stuff like that. They can just disappear right in thin air. And to me, that's pretty good video for to me, again, you know, I know everybody's going to say, oh, that's probably 
computer generated. You know, they probably cartooned it in or something. I don't know, but it looks pretty good to me, though. But, you know, until you experience something like that, will you ever truly believe? True. Yeah, it's uh, I I keep watching it, and it's crazy that, because I know we've talked about Bigfoot, the entity, and all the things he can do, and we don't even like we don't know what more he can do, right? Like, there's there's so much that can possibly be possible with Bigfoot, and this video just shows a shadow figure, and it's like he's gonna get closer to it. And it just kind of looks like a part of a tree, to be honest. But you, yep. towards the end, though, yeah, you see this this uh, figure. It's kind of just peeking out from this tree. And it's a small tree. It's a skinny tree. And whatever this thing is, is way bigger than it. And it's peeking out. And it's crazy because it just goes back. But it's, like, within the tree. Mm. And so, I don't know. I mean, I believe, I believe it, too. And... This is from Cryptid University. So I don't know how they get their videos or who this even is, like who who truly has credit of this filming, but but I mean it's uh we talk about we've talked we've done a Bigfoot episode and the things that he can do. And I've heard other stories too from other people. Just like I've heard people talk about how he can go into trees. Yep. And um just they're like kind of portals, I guess. Like mm. the trees can be portals for him. Mm. So I don't. You know, this area that, you know, you're showing the video of, it reminds me of when I was in um, Ohio mm-hmm. and uh, I was looking for the famous grass man. Uh, that's what they call their Bigfoot entity over there. And, you know, I was camped out upon this hill and it looked kind of like that. It was a real wooded area. And um, thick, too. And even as a person, if you wanted to run and hide in that woods, I mean, you you could do it, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's what that kind of reminds me of. And, you know, there were several times I got super close to that grass man. And he would just disappear. But, you know, other things, you know, when I was in that area, they always talking about these... uh, black bears that you know very seldom do people get to see them mm-hmm. dang all, that's all i ran across was those black bears too <laughs> really <laughs> they were all through that woods i'm like dang i must be in like a family of those black bears or something but you know what would scare me though you know like i was telling you that woods was so thick you know whether you're human bear or bigfoot you could run and then you you could hide in those trees. Mm-hmm. There were several times I lost track of where those bears were at. And that's what scared me because I didn't want to come upon that bear and it get scared and attack, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm, I'm in its territory. And, you know, you, you back an animal up into a corner, it's going to fight. Mm-hmm. And so when I would lose track of where this bear was at or this this grass man was at, I just start heading the opposite direction because I didn't want to, you know, spook it, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it was, I didn't want to spook it. And then we had to, I have to show them my guns like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
representing God. But Honka Hogan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> had to rip that shirt. And, so come on. No, I'm calling like that. God. <laughs> To all sides of the forest. <laughs> Giving him that full horseman right there. Like that. Like that way. <laughs> so that's what you're going to get. But anyway, yeah, I, I started going the opposite direction because, I mean, those woods were thick and they were like that. I mean, you could lose sight of something real fast. Yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, like, just being around bears, too. There's a video I saw of these people camping in this cabin, and it was early in the morning, and this black bear broke into their cabin, and the guy was trying to get something to drink, and the bear was, like, in the window part breaking in, and I guess you're supposed to... No one do this, uh, but this is what he was doing. He ran at the bear screaming, and not backing down and saying like get out of here so i guess like what that does is it scares it away you intimidate it and like i said no one tried this (laughs) this is what he did and it just quickly like backed up out of the window and it got out of their cabin and so he's he's saying i don't know like if there's more research to that of intimidating a bear by being loud so but that's what happened in the video so but no one tried that no one (laughs) So they just uh, ran up to him, punched him in the eye. <laughs> that's Barry said, oh, oh. That's what Chris Hill told me to do. Yep. <laughs> no. That's right. That's right. No. <clears throat> it's crazy because, like, they used to be in Pawnee, black bears. Mm-hmm. They used to roam around Pawnee. And I remember hearing that when I was getting older because I always wondered why it was called Black Bear Creek. I saw it as a name. But mm-hmm. they just said, people would say, like, no, they used to be black bears around Pawnee. And around that creek area, you would see them. Mm. And so I was just kind of like, oh, man, that'd be crazy to see one. You know, I I worked up there at Oto, and they always said, you know, every now and then you might see one, you mm-hmm. know, here and there. You know, that forestry department. Oh, really? Yeah. So Oklahoma's still supposed to have black bears. You know, they're supposed to be scarce, but, you know, yeah, they're still here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you never know. You might run across one or what but i know growing up i never thought about you know running across no bear you know being in oklahoma but now that i'm older and i I talk to these forest guys you know they always say those black bears and those panthers yeah they're pretty prominent around you know certain parts of oklahoma and then you got those big wildcats mm-hmm. here you know and now every now and then around sky took you know you might see one going across the highway but it's not like every day you know just once in a great while you'll see one like a cougar mm-hmm. or like a mountain lion mountain lion man so just once in a great while you know you'll hear somebody reporting their dog missing or you know something like that but they have these uh i forget what they call them uh they have this hunt once a year to kind of eliminate all those, all those coyotes and bobcats mm. and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And they'll they'll open it up for like a week. You know, you can go hunt as many as you want. You know, to kind of keep them keep them down, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, the numbers I'm talking about. Yeah. And so 
like in Skytook, they get a lot of coyotes. And very, uh, I, I don't know when the last time someone got a mountain lion in that area, but they say they're still pretty prominent in that area. So, Dang, that's just right down the road. Yep. Yeah, I was reading a story about how Black Panthers, there's been sightings of Black Panthers throughout Oklahoma. And there's a write-up just about, like, is it true or is it false? But, I mean, there's a lot of people that claim that Black Panthers are here in yeah. Oklahoma. And so, yeah. And I've heard about mountain lions around Oklahoma. And then, are cougars and mountain lions the same thing? No. No? They're different? Okay. I think, I believe they're. I think the uh, difference is one's bigger. And I don't know. I think cougars what? The a little female, smaller? The female version. Oh, really? Okay. And mountain lion is the dude. Okay. I think don't mm-hmm. don't question yeah. I mean, don't take my word for that. <laughs> Look it up, guys. <laughs> you talking about Honka Hill trying to be scientific <laughs> over here, so but that's my understanding, you mm-hmm. know, they're they're one's male, one's female and one's bigger than the other and yeah, Oklahoma's still supposed to have them and and, and Black Panthers too. I, I hear a lot of reports about them around call Oh really? Call City and you know places like that. So and you were there. I know it. And call. I was there and call, calling them out. No, it's not. but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know they're Oklahoma's supposed to have all these uh, predators like that. But you know how now I will say going traveling on that Big Hill Road over there by Red Rock and mm. Pawnee. Mm-hmm. I seen a uh, mountain lion cross the road over there. And, you know, of course, you ask a lot of those people in the area, they say there's some that roam around there and behind that Oto encampment area. There's supposed to be some that roam around back that way. And so, you know, I know they, they say they have a lot of stories about them. So, I don't know. That'd be scary. I don't know what I would do if I saw one. Probably put my phone out and record it, but I'd have that keen necklace <laughs> next day, like that way. God, that helmet, God, that mountain lion helmet, those ears, like that, <laughs> sitting there at the drum, even. God, those mountain lion sticks, God, <laughs> got his tail <laughs> beating that drum, like that, boy. pointing at people, God. Pointing at that couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One live we're talking about that. How Lone TP just exposing <laughs> exposing people. <laughs> the cheaters. Yeah. Cheaters edition. Yeah, that was funny. Everybody on the live was like, dang you guys. <laughs> they turned us off on that one, boy. <laughs> Calling me out, guys. <laughs> they, did y'all see me? <laughs> Telling on themselves I'm alive. Yeah. But uh, I think we'll get into what we wanted to talk about today. Okay. Yeah. Chris? Uh, we were wanting to talk about... What was it? Imaginary friends. Oh yeah, imaginary friends. 
apologize. Right he got he got me thinking about all kinds of stuff, man. Like, yeah, imaginary friends is this episode, you know, and you know, uh, I know, um, you know, I know uh, uh, non-native, you know, uh, I guess what you say, the clinical side of imaginary friends you know they always say you know it's it's a two-parter you know uh in a way it's good you know people that can get or have imaginary friends you know it's it's kind of a positive thing because it allows them to be able to be able to be real good problem solvers you know they say the part of their brain that you know does the analytical thinking part you know is very strong so they say people that you know had imaginary friends you know it's it's a positive thing you know it's a it's a good thing it means you're you're uh in the clinical sense you know uh, intelligently superior mm. you know um but uh you know being native you know uh when people would talk about imaginary friends you know uh we we considered that more spiritual you know you talk to these other tribes and they talk about imaginary friends you know a lot of times this was kind of the element that would help you pr- prepare and pick your next I don't know how you might say your next medicine person within your tribe. And the reason that they would say that is because they believe that they were able to go into that other world, you know, having those imaginary friends. And sometimes, you know, with tribes, you know, they didn't just consider it you know, spiritual thing. They they had different beings out there that would communicate with children. You know, uh, there are several movies and several uh, books, plays written about imaginary friends. You know, uh, uh, one of the ones I used to like to watch is, I think it was called, uh, what was it Drop Dead Fred? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was kind of a comical <clears throat> character, you know, and, and uh, I always thought he was Seminole, Seminole guy, because <laughs> he just couldn't act right. He was just always acting up, you know, but he, he guided that little girl in a good way, you know, and uh, took care of him, you know, and what was the other one that was, um, I, was I had a whole list of them, I was, can't remember now. Yeah, I looked up some. It might spark your memory. But there's one called Bogus. You ever hmm. watch that one? It's a Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Drop yeah. Dead Fred's on here. Um, What's some other one? Castaway's on here for some reason. But I guess because of Wilson. Oh, that, that ball. That ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that's an element, too. You know, that again, that's, you know, where I was going to talk about that, too, you know sometimes you know in the clinical sense they say when you uh have a lot of trauma you know sometimes those imaginary friends come out and try to help you you know and just like in that 
what was that movie called again? Castaway. Castaway. Mm-hmm. You know, where the man, you know, starts talking to that volleyball. Was it a volleyball? Mm-hmm. There's a volleyball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he starts to, you know, have that communication back and forth. What, is it, what, what else is there? There's like Calvin and Hobbes. It's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little boy has this little tiger that he carries around. And, you know, when his folks are there, he's a. Uh, just a stuffed animal, but when his folks go away, you know, the the uh, tiger begins to communicate and they begin to write stories and, you know, do all kinds of adventures, you know, and things like that, you know. And, you know, they also say, you know, different sicknesses will cause that, you know, to happen, you know, and, and uh, uh, those to me, you know, make a lot of sense to me too, because, you know, in, in Indian Native American ways, you know, they talk about those things. They talk about these spirits, you know, as sicknesses, you know, they, they, they consider them as humans or, or entities. And, you know, when, when you get that sick and you're communicating with these things, you know, you need to go get help. You need to go to somebody that can help you take this off, you know, whether you do it Indian way or whether you do it the clinical way, which is the non-native way. And, you know, again, you know, you're looking at within, within Indian country, we have a lot of beings out there and a lot of spirits that go out there and, and, uh, kind of, you know, do those kind of things, you know, and, and whether you consider it natural or unnatural, you know, they're not always bad. Some of them are good and helpful, just like, you know, that one. What are some other movies? Because there was a couple of them I was <clears throat> wanting to talk about. I can't. There's some I haven't watched on here, but it says Donnie Darko. I can't remember that one. I've seen it though. Yeah, I've seen it too. But I thought, I, well, I, a long time ago, I watched it. I thought that one was about drug drug dealer or something. No, it's with Jake Gyllenhaal, and he keeps seeing that like rabbit. Oh, like, okay. In a costume. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, but the first time I watched it, I didn't really understand it, so maybe I should watch it again as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one called Hide and Seek. I haven't watched that one. I think I've watched it, but I just can't remember what. It looks like a, a scary movie. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen that one. I've seen that. That was pretty funny. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was pretty crazy. But. Um, there's one. There's one called Z. Just the letter Z. Mm, I don't think I've seen that Z'd one. out. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens to you. No, I'm just <laughs> Uh, there's, they don't have a lot on here. Then they just have like Inside Out. It's like a Disney movie, I believe. Um, Sylvia, Into the Who Knows, Imagined, Angels and Stardust, Paper Man, Sundays, Tiffany's, Tideland. Apparently there's a lot of movies I haven't watched. (laughs) watch castaway though yeah i remember bogus when i was younger as a whoopi goldberg and <clears throat> it's with this it's with that kid uh can't remember his name well i can look it up right here but it's with 
Haley Joel Osment and just imaginary friend. No mm. one else can see him but Haley Joel Osment. And Haley Joel Osment is the kid from Sixth Sense. Well, I, th- I think that, uh, what is it? I can't think of the name of it. I, I want to say it's called Monsters. That little girl, she goes to sleep and they could all. You mean those, Monsters Inc.? I guess. And the, all those little monsters come in and. Scare them? Yeah, but she makes friends with that great big yeah. one. Monsters you know? Inc., yeah. And uh, then then you look at, I consider like Toy Story and stuff like that too. You know, he, that little boy, you know, he's kind of. I don't know, plays with those toys so much, he kind of brought them to life, you know, and they go after, you know, trying to get back with him, you know. If you ever watch the Toy Story movies, you know, those toys are always trying to stay with him or, you know, find a home. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> to me, they, they kind of go into that realm of imaginary friends as well, you know. And But, you know, again, you know... <clears throat> Talking about it from a Native American perspective, you know, you know, when I was saying, you know, those were kind of the elements that, you know, your your spiritual people would look at to help choose the next one, you know, because our medicine people, they used to have to be able to communicate with these different spirits, with this, these different beings. And so they always tried to f- pick people that had that open mind you know, that kind of could see those things and, and, uh, do those things. And, uh, anyway, uh, you know, I know growing up, I had a relative and I, I kind of talked about this before, you know, uh, uh, when she was real little, like two or three, you know, they said she had imaginary friends that she would play with, you know, and, and, you know, kind of freak a lot of her relatives out, you know, because she'd be in there talking in her room and you could actually hear her visiting with somebody, you know, because it was one, it was a different voice and it was on the opposite side of the room of her, you know, when you'd go in there, there wouldn't be nobody in there with her. But she would say, you know, she was visiting or playing with so-and-so. And, you know, when she got older, you know, when she got to be about 10 or 11, you know, she quit talking about this individual. And then she kept talking about seeing other people that have passed on. And... She used to uh, tell people, you know, so-and-so would come visit me. You know, they had a message for their family. And she would give these messages to the families. And, you know, of course, these families would get upset. You know, they'd be, of course, in mourning. And they'd hear this little girl tell them stories of, you know, what, what that loved one. Sometimes these weren't always good messages, if you know what I mean. And, but yet, you know, she was young enough, she didn't understand, you know, she just was told to tell these people, you know, a message, and they, they'd get mad, and you know, they wouldn't want to listen, and, you know, when she got to be a teenager, you know, she kind of got discouraged, and she kind of quit doing those kind of things, because some people would really be mean to her 
about those messages, you know, but, you know, the bottom line is she was dead on with where these messages were coming from. And these messages that she would give to these families were, you know, of course, pretty accurate, you know, and <clears throat> I remember, you know, when she kind of, uh, when she got in trouble, you know, how bad she would feel, you know, because she just knew she thought she was helping, you know, getting these messages across, you know, and her folks would tell her, you know, you need to quit that, you know, because these people don't even appreciate these things, you know, and, and, you know, now that she's older, you know, I don't, I don't see her doing that anymore, but I don't know if she can still do that or not, you know, I, I've never stopped and asked her, you know, or, or what, but I remember her being pretty accurate on these things, and, <clears throat> you know, whether you consider those, well, her original one was an imaginary friend, supposedly, you know, but I don't know, you know, then it came into her talking to families about these ones that have actually passed on and I don't know you know again I was always told people that could do that that would be your your next spiritual people you know and if somebody knew they could have taken her and taught her the other things that she needed to know to make that uh how you say a special skill I guess you might call it mm -hmm. uh, but you know by this time you know uh, they had moved off into a big city and they didn't have those kind of people around her at that time you know and now you know she's older you know I don't I've never asked her you know any questions or you know, uh, asked her if she still sees people like that or, you know, has she totally kind of blocked that kind of stuff off, you know. And I remember uh, when I posted this, you know, I had uh, someone call me up and, you know, <clears throat> the clinical side always says it's more females that that do this, you know, get imaginary friends, you know, they have a real clinical reasoning behind that but you know I, I think you know for our native males sometimes sometimes these things can be kind of touchy you know and mo most males uh how you say they're not going to talk about how they had a teddy bear or you know stuff because like, it's not manly you know you know what <clears throat> I mean so I think personally that's why you don't have a lot of males that come forward and say you know even this individual that you know got a hold of me he said don't don't be telling nobody who who it was you know but anyway you know he he talked about <clears throat> he can remember his imaginary friend and you know his imaginary friend stayed with him quite a while you know they say usually they lose him by three or four you know and definitely by you know uh six years old you know they pretty much have kind of mentally moved on but you know his 
even stayed with him even longer than that. You know, and this, I, I think part of that was because, you know, he didn't have uh, a mother figure. He was raised by his father. His mother passed away uh, in a car wreck. And, um, but, you know, again, this is just all assumption, you know, it's just, you know, but he had this imaginary friend that stayed with him for a long time, kind of, kind of taught him things that he needed to know, you know, because his father was always busy working, you know, trying to make, you know, make things, you know, uh, make a life for him, you know, and, you know, he talked about how this, this uh, imaginary friend would come and, you know, uh, play, play with him and be his, uh, his friend, you know, and, and kind of taught him life lessons, you know, helped him with, you know, making choices, good choices, you know, there was times he could recall, you know, other kids doing negative things, you know, and, you know, some, this, this, this imaginary friend would tell him, say, you know, you wouldn't be doing this, you know, if your mom was around, you know, you wouldn't be wanting to do things like this, you know, it was always guiding him in a good way, mm-hmm. and, uh, anyway, uh, uh, years have gone by, you know, and he became, uh, he, he can remember the time when he turned 15 that, you know, uh, he said this imaginary friend, you know, basically just told him, said, you know, I've taught you all I could teach you. I've, I've given you all I've got, you know, and that's kind of all I can do for you. You know, the rest is kind of up to you. You know, I've, I've been here, you know, and I've been, here with you through the good times and bad times, you know, I did my very best to kind of guide you, and, uh, it's time for me to move on. He remembered that, and he was sad, and, uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you know, this, uh, this, uh, imaginary friend left, and, uh, you know, he was kind of sad, you know, he just kind of, that that was kind of his only true friend that he had, you know, he was kind of brought up in a, in a place that he didn't have hardly too many relatives, you know, and anyway, to make a long story short, you know, he was just feeling bad and real sad, so, you know, his dad, you know, was, you know, always working, but, you know, he'd always come home, check on him, you know, and <clears throat> he said, Chabon, you know, something's bothering you, what's up? You know, he was telling him, and, you know, his father said, well, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, we as Indian folks, you know, we, we have elders that come and, you know, help us sometimes, and it might be that, you know, it might be something like that, you know, and, and so, uh, Anyway, to make a long story short, he described his imaginary friend to his dad, you know, and told him what this imaginary friend went by, the name. And come to find out, 
that same name and that same description was the same description and same name as his great grandfather. So, you know, again, you know, whether you consider that, you know, imaginary friend, maybe, you know, somebody had put that in his mind somewhere or somehow, he didn't think so. And that's what he he said. He said, you know, I know people say, you know, this and that. You know, I could have got that information from somewhere. He said, but, you know, as being native, we don't we don't really write that kind of stuff down. It's all verbal. And he said, I didn't have no one around to tell me those kind of things. He said, my dad was always working. And he said he left him when he was 15? Mm-hmm. That imaginary friend, did he take a lot of what he said, like, I guess uh, he used it, I guess? Yes, yes, because this uh, individual, I will say he's a, uh, a successful native, you know, mm-hmm. has a successful business here in Oklahoma. I'll just say that much. It's good. That's a blessing, though. To be able to kind of go through that and have, I mean, like you said, he was kind of alone and didn't really have a lot of relatives. And then you have that, you know, and then I don't know, some people would probably freak out too. Right. But I mean, if it's, if they're giving you proper advice, maybe helping you, guiding you, I mean, it's, that's truly like a blessing to be able to at least tell that story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to me, what I, I thought was a pretty, pretty uh, interesting about, you know, this uh, story of this man, <clears throat> you know, he is a, a successful uh, native person here in Oklahoma. And, you know, the things that he said, you know, the times that, you know, we've all been there, you know, we've all been in trouble. We've all had to have guidance from somebody. And, you know, luckily, you know, I know like myself, I had parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles, you know, he, this individual didn't have that, but he had this supposedly imaginary friend, you know, that guided him and guided him good. You know, helped him make some good decisions, helped him, you know, when he was at his lowest point, you know, gave him encouraging words. And that's what he said. This imaginary friend would talk to him like a grandpa would. Mm -hmm. And so when he said he explained that to his dad, you know, and told him what his that imaginary friend's name was, you know, happened to be the same name as his great grandfather. Most of us Indian folks know, you know, our, I know like my great grandparents, they didn't have English names. They had Indian names, Mm -hmm. you know, and it'd be hard to say, you know, he got this from something else, you know, other than where he got it from. And that's where in this story, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that probably was, was, uh, an ancestor he is that one that was named mm-hmm. yeah i believe it too and that was a good story i like that i like the 
also the happy ending of it too, taking the advice and then building upon that. And I mean, it's gotta be sad though. When they tell you, tell you they're leaving, mm. like, you know, like I taught you everything I can and giving you all the advice I can and I got to go. Mm. And it's like, I don't know. You know, it's just like, it's just always that feeling of like, Oh man, why <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. your best friends leaving like <laughs> yeah you know as as grown as i am you know uh, i still feel like i could use a parent's guidance mm-hmm. you know to me you know um i i really have to commend people that still have their folks you know because I, I don't you know, my, my mom and dad have gone. My aunts and uncles, they're gone. My grandparents, they're gone. You know. Yeah. It's tough, Chris. I know. It's. I always think about that, too. It's like, when we get older, man, everybody else does. And it's like, it's hard to think of, like, everyone just kind of going out of our life and I don't know, man. It's just like hard to think about. I think about that all the time and it's super tough, but you know, I always think of like, I got you still, you know, and I always come to you for advice and I know that I always can when that happens to me too. So, you know, and I know I got other family and friends and you know, you know, you got me as well, you know, so I'm always here to help however I can, you know, with whatever, and I know it's the same for you with me. So, cause I mean, shoot, I grew up with you. Like <laughs> I grew up with you like yeah. in Pawnee <clears throat> and just like as a kid, you know, like you're an educator and you know, you've been there and I mean, and you've watched me like grow up. Like it's mm. so crazy to think of that, how like just being a kid and now like we've just kind of come together like, in this new age of whatever, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. I, me, I, I just think it, 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 everybody, you know, longs for that, you know, and <clears throat> to me, that story was very touching. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I related to that quite a bit, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there too that, you know, kind of would do anything to have, you know, somebody like that around. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that was a good story, you know, and, you know, I know, uh, uh, like I always said, there's there's good ones, but then there's also not so good ones. And this one <clears throat> is uh, what you might consider not so good. And uh, this individual, again, it was a, it's another male. And, uh, you know, again, males, they don't want to, you know, say, you know, that they had stuff like this, too. So... You know, this individual, you know, he grew up in the Minneapolis area. And uh, anyway, he said, you know, he uh, was raised around his people, you know, his tribe. And uh, anyway, I'll just say that much, you know. And uh, he was very, him and his family were very active in in, in their native culture, you know. And, and so he was, you know, very knowledgeable of his ways, you know, and, uh, but, you know, he said growing up, you know, he had, you know, 
again, this uh, it was kind of like a, he described it as kind of like a an animal. It would come to him and it would talk to him, but it wasn't. It, he said it was familiar to a squirrel, but it wasn't a squirrel. And uh, he said it was just a kind of a furry black animal. That's how he described it. And it would come and it would play games with him and it would talk to him. And he said <clears throat> it would always get him in trouble. And uh, he said, you know, it would do some bad things and he would get blamed for it. You know, and he'd always say, you know, it's this this guy that did it. And, mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, of course, his folks would say, quit doing that. He said, you know, you need to take responsibility of your own actions. You're doing stuff and you're breaking stuff and you're stealing stuff. And, you know, all this, you know, it's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. He goes, well, it's not me. It's not me. I'm not doing that. You know, it's him. It's him. No, so you're the only one here, guy. So you're the one, you know, it's in your possession. It's in your room. And so, you know, uh, you know, it started off small like that, you know, things missing and it'd show up in his room or, you know, things would be broken and he'd be the only one around. You know, it's kind of started off kind of small like that. But as time went on, you know, things got even worse, you know, uh, people were starting to get hurt and you know uh he started to also get kind of sick and uh, at an early age he began to uh contemplate suicide you know and of course his folks you know uh, got help for him and you know of course they took him to a, a psychologist and psychiatrist and with the help of both, you know, they were, you know, giving him, uh, I don't know how you say, one would talk to him and the other one would give him the appropriate medication, you know, so <clears throat> they were working on him and, you know, he kept saying, you know, it's not me, it's this thing, you know, and uh, one of the doctors asked him to draw it, you know, and he drew it, you know, and, <clears throat> and uh, he said, that's, that's that's the guy that keeps telling me to do this to hurt myself you know and he's telling me that you know if i do this all my problems will come to an end you know and of course uh they ended up putting him in inpatient facility you know because he began to uh start to harm himself and he said it wasn't him that was doing those cuts to him. It was that thing. That thing would, you know, wait till he goes to sleep and would cut him. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, uh, that thing was always around, you know. And finally, I guess uh, uh, one of his relatives came and, and visited him in an impatient and he was telling him, he said, you know, I think I need to see somebody. You know, I think I need to, uh, I need to get taken care of. You know, and he, he said, you know, well, did you talk to your folks? And he said, they don't believe me. They, they believe these doctors here. They think it's this way. So anyway, make a long story, long story short, you know, he uh, contacted 
that that relative contacted a, a spiritual person within their tribe, and they were able to come and visit him in that inpatient. And you know, of course, they uh, talked to the doctors and said, you know, if if it'd be all right, you know, I'd like to do a small ceremony for this individual. Maybe it might help him, you know, and. Of course, the doctors, you know, they were kind of reluctant at first, but then they thought, well, you know, if it does help him mentally, let's, you know, give it a shot. So anyway, to make a long story short, you know, they had to go through a lot of paperwork. They finally was able to do this, and they did their ceremony for this individual. And uh, they, uh, this uh, medicine person was able to, get rid of this this thing this entity that was bothering him and anyway to make a long story short you know uh, uh, after that ceremony you know uh, even the doctors were shocked that uh, this young man he just not only changed mentally but actually physically I mean, he just changed. He just was different looking. And that medicine person said, you know, that's because that thing left. You know, that thing actually left him. You know, he said, I, I, I got it away from him. But, you know, there's things that he's going to have to continue to do to keep that thing away from him. So anyway, to make a long story short, you know, he's that guy's grown up now. He still believes that it was negative entity you know i know uh like i was saying the clinical side you know you know they're always talking about you know how children you know or tragedy or you know big events can cause humans to kind of recreate you know an imaginary friend you know and i've said this many times on on this podcast you know if you don't believe that these things are real, you go visit your homeless shelters. You go visit these guys in rehab. And they're going to tell you that these things are real. These things, just like this this man was talking about, this thing that was coming in and visiting him. It started out when he was young. The older he got, it got more, more profound until it came to a problem. You know, and, and if you ever watch homeless people, sometimes they're out there talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're arguing with people or, you know, they're laughing or, you know. And again, whether you want to look at it at the clinical side or, or whatever, you know, however you want to look at it, it, it's still happening. I mean, if you don't believe it, go out there and look. I said, you know, you can go to these places and see these individuals that not only are children, but grown adults that are having these kind of imaginary friend type entities. True. Yeah, there's a story I was uh, reading, and it goes like along with like I guess the bad ones, and but it was this girl, this little girl, and her mom. They lived together. Of course, they lived together, but she was a single mom. And they just moved to this house in, I believe, Philadelphia, old Philly. And they moved in, and <clears throat> all of a sudden, you know, it was normal. And then months went by, 
And then the mom started noticing that the little girl would talk in her room and she would go in there and say, you know, who are you talking to? And nobody was in there. And the little girl would say, oh, my friend. And so the mom kind of blew it off like, oh, you know, she's just having fun. Well, then like more months went by and the little girl started drawing this man. It was like a man. And I mean, she's like four five, six, maybe. And she started drawing this man and the house they lived in. And she would write like leave or get out. You're not welcomed here. She would write that with the uh with the drawings that she drew. And so her mom was kinda like, Is this who you're seeing? Like is this the man like your or your imaginary friend? And she said, Yeah. And his name was um dang, I forgot his name. But turns out the lady did some research and it wasn't the previous owner, it was the previous owner before that one, and it was his house. And mm-hmm. so he was still there. And I forgot his name, but everything checked out to the same name. It was an older male and he died in like his seventies and that was his house. And that was, that's who she was seeing and drawing. And he was wanting them to leave and get out, but he was telling it to her that her child and she would draw it out and stuff. And so the mom got freaked out and I think they stayed there for maybe one more year and they left. And yeah, that was a story I read on, uh, on Reddit and it was like, whoa. Dang. So, I mean, but I mean, it goes along with like drawing them and, you know, relaying those messages, I guess, you know, like good or bad. Mm-hmm. And it, it just like the whole imaginary friend thing. And I was trying to think back if I remember anybody that had an imaginary friend and I think my cousin did for a little bit, I think, but it wasn't too crazy it was just kind of like they would just have a conversation and that was mainly it and then it just kind of stopped after that but it's like vague i vaguely remember that but nobody really asked him you know who you talking to or i think people just kind of thought they were (coughs) talking he was talking to himself maybe Mm. so i don't know but that was like the other that's what i can remember if anybody from pawnee had an imaginary friend let me know. Mm. Let me know. We'll keep you anonymous if you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. Um, so would LPs be considered imaginary friends, too? Like, well, I, mean, I know we I know they're real, but like, I guess mm. for people that wouldn't know, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's there's several stories of, you know, LPs coming and, and visiting children and being helpful and and they stay for a little bit till they teach them something you know mm-hmm. if they like them they're going to give them something you know a gift of of something and they'll work with them and, and teach them and then eventually they'll go on mm-hmm. you know and, and and that's kind of that's what i kind of talk about you know there's different entities out there like that like the lps and and uh there's other entities out there uh you know, even like across the waters, you know, they got those gnomes and fairies and, mm. you know, all these things. They come to children, you know, and a lot of times they don't consider them like imaginary friends until they realize what they truly are. You know, and sometimes they've got good intentions and sometimes they got bad intentions. So, you know, again, there's a lot of it, entities out there that kind of... uh 
deal with children. You know, they, they're just attracted to children because children have that open mind. They got that imagination that they, that these things can communicate with real easy. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're drawn to kids. So. Yeah, I had a, well, I want to ask that cause I have a story here and they want to remain anonymous, but it says I was raised to be cautious of LPs and their intentions. My sons were three and one. My three-year-old loved to play outside. I told him to stay by the porch. One, I told I told him to stay by the porch. One day, I heard him talking outside to someone. I freaked out because I saw no one. I told him to come inside. I asked who he was talking to, and he said my friend. And I said okay, so I blew it off. As time goes by, I could hear him really talking to his friend. In one instance, he got mad at his friend for taking his toy. Another time he came to me scared because his friend was being mean. I didn't pay much attention at first because I thought he he was just pretending. This went on for a few months. One day I could hear him answering questions. He says, my mom is a nice mom. No, she's not mean to me. At first I thought it was LPs. I called him to come here. I asked if he wanted to watch a movie with me and he said yes. I asked who he was talking to as we picked a movie out and he said my friend. I asked if his friend was smaller or bigger than him, and he said the same size. I asked if his friend was a girl or boy. He said girl. And then I asked, what did she look like? And he said she was. She has white hair, a sore in the back of her head, and a sore on her face. Mm. And by the time he was on the couch next to me, I asked what happened to her. He told me her dad was mean to her. He goes on to say when he first saw her, he was scared. And then he asked, Mom, why did dad? Why did her dad hurt her? I said, I don't know. Sometimes moms and dads can be mean. I said, tell your friend not to be scared. It's okay now. A few days later, he came to me and said his friend left. I asked, where does she go? And he said, I don't know. She just told me she was leaving. Mm. I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they sent another one. Um also keep me anonymous but i was raised by my grandmother and she had a tribal home in wawoka she always told me to stay close to the house and don't wander off i was maybe five-ish and outside playing the sun was starting to set so my grandma yells that i have to come in uh in the house for a little bit or in a little bit i say okay my grandma had junk cars lined up in her yard they were maybe 50 feet away from the house And I happen to look up and see a small red man with horns behind one of the cars. Mm. I froze, but then he smiled. I could see his rows of sharp teeth. He then waved at me, so I waved back. I thought I was seeing things, so I tilted my head to the right, and he did too. So I tilted my head to the left, and he did too. He smiled and then ducked behind the car. So I got up and ran to where he was only to see nothing. I ran to where he was to only see nothing. Mm. So I ran to the house saying, Grandma, Grandma, there was a red man behind the car. He looked like the devil. He waved at me and I waved back. Every time I moved my head like this, he did too. I had to stay in the house with with her and my uncle checked around the house and they saw nothing and I never saw him again. Wow. And then she said, after that, uh, my grandma took me to a medicine man. Mm. Dang. After seeing a little red man with horns. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard anything like that in Wawoka? 
Yeah, they got all kinds of things roaming around down there. Oh, really? Um, that those things that you know you just uh, uh, explained in that that story, that little red devil looking thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these tribes down this way, you know, down the Wewoka, Seminoles, and Creeks, those Miccosukees, yeah, even Cherokees. You know, they have what they call booger masks, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the they actually have their own spirit, and you know, uh, um, a lot of those spirits can be described just like what she described in this story. Wow! So you know, again, you know, these things have their own spirits to them, and maybe the mask might be around, or maybe it got broken, you know, or it's underground somewhere. You know, again, these things have a lot of power to them, and they can manifest. And when you have these dealings with these entities, you will have to go to someone and have them take care of it. Dang. I didn't even think of that. Those booger masks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. (laughs) Yeah, that, uh. Hold on, I'm seeing if she sent any more. No, she just said, great show. Uh, I appreciate you guys for um, telling these stories and just sharing information and everything. And, yeah, thank you. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep you anonymous. (laughs) I had a couple that were just saying that they had it. You know, uh, Sarah Smile. She said she had an imaginary friend. Not sure what happened to her. But heard I was mean to her. I said, God. But uh, uh, let's see. Oh, don't. Uh, I asked her, you know, did, was she helpful or did she do anything? And she that she replied, don't think so. What my mom remembers was I was always punished, punishing her. I didn't let her eat. And she was always in my playroom. Or the dinner table. That's it. I don't remember her, but my mom does. Right. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, Jen Hansel said, Something grabbed my hand from being smashed and helped me when I was scared once. Totally not just random chance. That was my imaginary friend. Dang. Uh, Teresa Ann Rice she said, my imaginary friend stood in the corner at night and watched me sleep. Uh, and she describes it. It was a tall person like a figure. I knew it wasn't there to bother me, but I would wake up at night and I could see it in the corner, a dark shape with a bowler hat. I didn't know what a bowler hat was then because I was little, but I do now. I actually don't know what it was cause. I had a sleepover, and one of my friends said they seen it too, but sometimes when I was playing by myself, I could hear it saying things, and no one was around, just words like look or over there. And then I would find a toy or something to play with. Dang. Uh, Chris got the heat. 
Let's see. Alex Ponka Stock said, I did. My aunt said it was creepy because I could I would insist that they be considered at mealtime. That's all I know because my aunt told me I creeped her out. If y'all wanna visit Alex Ponka Stock, y'all can go down to Indigichic. She could probably tell you for sure about that story. So <laughs> y'all go down there and help them out. But, you know, again, you know, there's several stories out there about, you know, uh, different, you know, ways of how these uh, imaginary friends can be helpful. And then some that are are just not so good. And so, you know, I know within Indian country, you know, we look at kids that are starting to talk to, you know, corners or, you know, people in the dark, you know, most Indian folks, they'll, they'll run out of the house. And that kid is crazy. <laughs> they need to be blessed like that. So, you know, again, you know, I know in the Indian country, you know, we look at these imaginary friends as, you know, in a different light, you know, and, you know, these small communities, you know, you'll hear stories about these things that, you know, they don't like to really share. And so, again, you know, if you guys got any stories out there like that that you would like to share, please send it to us. We'd like to definitely use it, you know, again, you know, if we have future recordings or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'd always be happy to, to, uh, read these and and give credit if you want credit if not you know you want us to uh keep your name back we we can definitely do that too yeah please send in your stories imaginary friends or just anything spooky related paranormal even like good stories like what we told about getting that sound advice and guidance you know from Mm -hmm. spirit maybe we'll be happy to share them and yeah, if you want to be kept anonymous, let us know. Or if you want your name out there, yeah, well, we can do that too. You know, another uh, famous uh, uh, imaginary friend, I think, you know, the world all got to know was Jody the Pig. You guys know what movie that came from? Uh, Amityville. Oh, really? Oh, based, yeah. based on a true story, <laughs> you know, that Jody the Pig was actually... Uh, 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 character, uh, but it was also a real entity. That's what people, they forget, you know, that, that Jody was, uh, I think in the newer version showed her as a little girl, Mm -hmm. you know, but the original writings, how she described her was like a little pig. Like that other guy was talking about that black squirrel, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes these things can come as animals and, you know, that's where, you know, to me, that's where those LPs come into play because they can shape shift like that. They can do things like that. You know, uh, you know, to me, when I heard, you know, the original story of that Jody the pig, you know, how it would show up and, you know, play with that little girl. And, you know, finally, you know, mom kept getting on to her and she finally saw it, you know, staring at her. 
you know, off the porch. I think in the movie it was through a window, but in the writing it was on a porch. Anyway, make a long story short, either way it goes, you know, you see something like that, you know, it's going to blow your mind, you know. And that's, you know, definitely, you know, stuff that you'll hear in Indian country. You know, uh, they don't always come as, you know, children or, or parents or grandparents. Sometimes they can come, you know, uh, like that one story you read was like a big guy in a big rabbit suit. Mm. I heard I had heard a similar story like that. Um, this individual was talking about how uh, uh, when he was a little kid, you know, uh, they had moved to a, a new house in uh, New Hampshire and uh, uh, this house that they got you know it was an old old house and it was huge and uh, this little boy said uh, in his room he had this clown that would come and visit him at night and uh, sometimes during the daytime that clown would come in and you know play games with him and and uh uh, always do magic tricks for him, you know, and, and they were cool and funny magic tricks, you know, this kid really enjoyed it, and, and, uh, finally, uh, 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 I guess, uh, the, that clown kind of got mad at that little boy, you know, for some reason, and anyway, i make a long story short, that clown left, you know, and said, I'm not, not never going to come back. So little boy was upset and crying around, you know, and told his folks. And they said, well, you know, it's probably just, you know, probably for the best anyway, you know, that uh, the little boy was uh, telling one of the neighbors, you know, about this. And, you know, was kind of mad because of that clown, you know, had said some things, made that little boy mad too, you know, and. So the neighbor went and told the parents, said, you know, that your, your, your boy is, uh, is, uh, describing the owner of this house. He was a clown. He was a famous clown in the area and he would, he was known to do magic tricks. You know, he'd do all the birthday parties and, you know, all that stuff. And so he had a massive heart attack in that house and died. And so... They said, you know, I don't know, you know, guys might need to go to church or something. But, yeah, that little boy's describing that that previous owner. What? <clears throat> That's crazy. Man. I don't know. I was just thinking of that clown getting mad. That'd be, that'd be scary to me. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's smiling and just... Yeah. <laughs> I thought, dang, out of all these uh, clown movies, you know, they got the It and what, what else? They have other killer clowns. Oh, killer clowns from outer space. And all that. I don't know. If I seen the clown, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be gone. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know, just like that. But I don't know. I just keep thinking about how it got mad. And in my head, I can visually see it like. Having a good time, laughing. Then all of a sudden, when that's mad, it just droops. Like the face droops down, and it's just like terrifying, and it just leaves. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, 
that other story too it's like the same thing like just previous house owners i guess that have died there and they're just kind of making themselves known but that's that's pretty cool though like to see magic tricks mm-hmm. yeah I bet he had killer magic tricks since he's a spirit too, boy. He's like, Watch this. <laughs> I wonder why he got mad. I don't know. I was thinking about that too. So what'd that little boy do? He must say, No, oh, that's fake. No. <laughs> so I don't know how you did that. You did it this way. <laughs> you know how those magicians are, boy. You can't be telling nobody's magic trick. They yeah. get mad, boy. <laughs> I said, Boy, don't you know who I am? I'm Bozo. <laughs> no. Bozo Duck Clown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to know why he got mad. Mm. But there's just one where I want to tell Chris and show Chris this picture. But so this story, it's it's just around, and I'm sure you could find it somewhere. But it's this girl. She has an imaginary friend. Her dad's like, well, whatever. You know how parents are. How they've all been throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so anyway, she takes, he takes her to uh, McDonald's playhouse, you know, the, in that playground area with the tubes and they climb in there and stuff. And so she climbs in it. She's all playing around in it and she's up in this tube, but the glass where you can see them. And all of a sudden, you know, he's trying to take her picture. And when he does, he snaps this. Golly, that is scary. And he didn't see it when he was taking a picture, but after it, that's what showed up with her. Dang. And so she's saying that that's the imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like someone I know. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang it. That's, Chris, that's scary. Chris that's is a, scared right now. I know. I'm pretty scared now. <laughs> You guys need to see this though. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to post a picture on there, but yeah, I wanted to show you that and some little bit of proof of an imaginary friend that uh this little girl talks to. Yeah. See, I don't know the year though. I mean, it's got to be pretty old. I mean, the picture kind of looks pixelated and dated. And then it's a McDonald's playground. They don't even have those anymore. I know it. So, I mean, um, I don't know the year. I don't know when any of this was taken. But yeah, I mean, if you look it up, oh, the name's Berto. That's his name. That imaginary friend. Yeah. Because when she, when her dad asked her, like, you know, who are you talking to? And she says, my friend Berto. And then he just stamped that picture and he said, okay, so apparently this is Berto. <laughs> that looks like a Berto too. <laughs> I ever seen a Berto? That's a Berto. That's a Roberto. God. A.K.A. Robin Jackson from the classic Wolf. No, <laughs> just kidding. God. Just kidding, Rob. <laughs> no, but yeah, I wanted to show Chris that, and because it's a creepy picture, it's it's pretty scary. I'm gonna stop looking at it. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's kind of what I wanted to kind of um, I don't I don't know make some say about this, you know. You know, I know there's clinical sides, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, some of that is probably true. I'm not saying it isn't, but, you know, I know as Native Americans, you know, a lot of entities, they go to children, you know, whether it's spirits or LPs or 
some of these uh, unholy spirits, you know. So, you know, again, I, I know most people in Indian country, you know, if your kid starts experiencing an imaginary friend, you know, I know most Indians will start smoking their place off or smudging or, you know, doing something that, you know, appropriate action just in case it's not clinical. And, you know, I want to kind of say, you know, just a little bit on that, too. You know, if you do have a child out there, you know, for whatever reason, might be having an imaginary friend, you know, I definitely would you know, listen and hear them out, you know, uh, because, you know, I, I know, <laughs> I think it was last year, I think it was around this time, uh, last year, one of my grandsons, uh, he lives over here in Broken Arrow, you know, he was complaining to his parents that something kept looking in his window, and, you know, he kept trying to tell his folks and you know his folks would go out and check and you know say oh you just watch too many spooky stories or you hanging out with grandpa too long you know and said you know <laughs> your imagination get away with you but it just kept going on and on it lasted for a long time and finally he called me up he said grandpa he said i know you always going looking for things you know how do you catch something you know how, how, how do you get evidence you know that something's there and I said, well, sometimes it's hard. I said, I gave him the whole spiel, you know. Sometimes you you can have the best equipment out there and, you know, you don't catch nothing, but it's it's what you experience and you know in your heart, you know, that that's what, you know, is the, the ultimate goal is, you know, what you know. I said, but sometimes, <clears throat> I said, you can get different cameras and point them different ways and, I said, if you run it long enough, you might just catch it, you know, every now and then. So my grandson, he's kind of high tech guy, little bitty guy. He's got all these uh, phones, you know, anybody, anytime anybody in his family get rid of phone, he takes it, you know. <laughs> so he's got all these different cameras, you know, so he, he uh, marked that room up and, uh, he caught something with glowing eyes looking through his window. Whoa. And he finally showed that to his folks. And uh, his folks finally believed him on that. And I put that picture up on my Instagram. So you guys don't believe. Look, in, look at my Instagram account. And down there you'll see my grandson sitting on the bed uh, with his back towards the window. And there's a camera in front of him facing that window. And you can see something staring into the window. Whoa. Was that, how recent was that? That was, well, I want to say last year, but it must have been two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. Golly. Did you still see it? No, no. We we had that thing taken care of. So, I mean, after his folks finally believed him. You know, it took many nights, you know, for them to finally, you know, he finally got mad and wanted to prove he was right. And he did it. So, again, I just want to encourage you parents out there sometimes. It's not always just made up. Mm -hmm. Hear them out, you know, because you never know. Yeah, most definitely. 
hear them out and or they might take it in their own hands and get get footage. I know it. Get proof. <laughs> yep. Or worse, those things might take off with them. So True. You, you don't you don't want that. So. True. Yeah, if you have any stories about imaginary friends, still send them. Yep. Yep, we will read them and we're always looking for that kind of content and and uh tell them where to follow you, Chris. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under Christopher Honka Hill. Mado. You can follow me at Russellmus49 at Okie Podcast, Russell Sunny Go on Facebook. Um you can follow us, Spirit Talkers, on Instagram at Spirit Talkers Podcast, um, TikTok, Spirit underscore Talkers. Uh, you can follow or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that bell, get notified, Spirit Talkers Podcast, and follow us on Facebook under the same name. I'd say Google us, you would find us, and then subscribe to Apple, Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm sure we're there. So, um, Oh, and uh, go check out Southwest Trading Company. Mm. Go check them out. They're in Tulsa, mm. Oklahoma. Uh, they got a lot of amazing stuff. They were at the uh, Native American Christmas Market 2023, and they had a they had a bunch of stuff there for sale. The store is even better. They got everything there. So go check them out, and I'm sure they're going to be set up in more places within 2024 and also go check out native co bead and supply uh they're in ada oklahoma they were also at the native american christmas market so once again check them out follow them follow both of them keep up with them uh for all events happening at the store and um wherever they're gonna be set up they're gonna be set up in a lot of places so keep up with them and let them know that spirit talkers did send you Mm. and uh yeah i guess till next time everybody Mud-o. And check out Pinky's Woodshop. Yeah. Yeah.